0: Tonight, as we get into the Word and we talk about uh, what i what I feel like God is leading us into, um, we are going to be talking about preparation, and I want you to I want you to think through this question as we're getting into the word tonight i, I want I want you to be thinking about this and I, I want you to just um really just allow this to sink into your spirit, this question what are you preparing for what are you preparing for what i have found in my own life is that i am in a constant state of preparation okay um i am constantly in a in a in a spot where um, I, I have to be preparing for something, right? There's always something to prepare for. Um, and I think if you really think about it, there, there's just always, you can think about something later today, tomorrow, the way out, right? There's, there's always some sort of preparation taking place, whether, you know, even for myself, whether I'm planning for an event, for service, right? If I'm planning for really anything, whatever it may be, um, there's often even times preparation taking place where I'm not aware of it. And that's sometimes the hardest preparation. When you're being prepared for something that you have no clue is coming. But I believe that God is in the preparation business. I believe that he is constantly preparing us, constantly positioning us, constantly, you know, I I like to liken it to a chess game, right? And for those of you who don't know, I am an avid chess player. I'm just kidding. I'm not an avid chess player. <laughs> Half of you were like, should we laugh because there ain't no way that guy plays chess, or should we be surprised? Uh, <laughs> I'm a checkers kind of guy. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, connect. I do like connect Four. Um but i believe I believe that God in everything that is happening in our lives, it's all very strategic every every person you meet, every place that you go, every opportunity that you have I believe that there is a there is a part of your life that you are being prepared for those things constantly and I think we can often overlook preparation for a lot of different reasons and a lot of different ways. Um, But I believe that in each of you, God is preparing you for something. I'm not going to sit up here and prophetically say exactly what God is preparing for each one of you. That's not what God has put in me tonight. But I believe that he is preparing each of us for something. And the sooner that we connect to the vision that God has for our lives, the sooner we can embrace Preparation. So tonight we're going to talk about preparation. So I want you to think about what are you preparing for? What are you preparing for? I'm going to ask you to turn with me to Proverbs uh, 24. We're going to read uh, one verse in Proverbs. I want to start by reading this scripture out because I think it I think it highlights and it begins to point out um, that preparation is important. Uh, I think that uh, a lot of people um, have an expectation on God to immediately do everything in an instant. And I'm not saying that it's bad to necessarily have that expectation, okay? But I believe that God values and and really is concerned about preparation, okay? Proverbs 24, we're going to read verse 27. It says this, Prepare your work outside. Get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. Say, and after that. Okay, what was, what was happening beforehand? Prepare your work outside. Right. Get everything ready for yourself in the field and after that build your house. I this is kind of equivalent um in a way to saying don't put the cart before the horse. Right. A lot of people say these things like, you know, you're trying to I I literally had someone say to me this week, aren't you putting the cart before the horse? And I was like, Absolutely not. You don't even have a horse right now. Um and I actually meant that because they didn't know what they were talking about. Um but this idea of this 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 element of getting things together before you build your house. See, I have been guilty of wanting to build without preparation. I I literally, um, I do this a lot, to be quite honest with you, okay? And maybe this is why this is smacking me in the face so much. Um, I think literally about last night. Last night, Jimmy and Chris showed up. To help me work downstairs in a couple of the rooms. We were trying to get them ready so the kiddos could be down there and all that kind of good stuff, okay? And uh, they came up, and I- I'm downstairs and I've got my four kiddos because it's ladies' night, and so I get the awesome opportunity to have all four of my kids while I destroy the church, which is a lot of fun. I'm just going to be honest with you. But I will say, and I think Jimmy and Chris would agree, they were pretty awesome. They were pretty awesome. Um I actually got more concerned when it got really really quiet. I was like either this insulation is amazing or they're breaking something softly. Um it was like it was one or the other. I wasn't quite sure. Um but I did have some cleanup when I got to the church this morning. Um but but I was guilty of this even yesterday because um yesterday Jimmy was like, "Hey man, you know, he called me up. He's like, "Hey, I can be there. I am so concerned." Jody has got this weird look on his face and I'm not probably going to figure it out till later. But I'm going to step over here. So, what um I don't know if he's got like a squirt gun or what's going on over there. But but what's happened uh in that in that situation is Jimmy, uh, Jimmy calls me. He's like, hey, man, I'm in. I'm coming. I'm going to be there. And I was like, dude, you just got back. He's like, I want to help. And I was like, cool, man. Um, and then I got in here and I was looking around. And I was like, wait a minute, what are we doing? Um, hmm. I was trying to figure out exactly what I was going to do. And I was like, oh, we got to get these vents hung up. And then I was like, you know what? I don't have a drill, right? I didn't have a drill. So I texted Jimmy right away. I was like, hey, if you haven't left yet, bring your drill. And he called me. He's like, you were so lucky. He's like, I was literally in the Hummer, like, about to leave. He's like I'll go get my drill, okay? Then Chris shows up later, right? Chris shows up and literally as soon as Chris comes out I'm like, "Do you have any wire or twine in your car?" Like literally as soon like there's all these things that like I didn't even think about, right? Cuz I was just like we're just going to go get it ready, you know? Now granted, if you look around in enough cubby holes downstairs and the rooms that you're not allowed to go in, you'll find out I do have some weird stuff stashed around that I could make work, okay? Um, maybe not from a drill perspective, but I would have just asked Jimmy to do it by hand, and he would have because he's awesome. Uh-huh. But see, even myself, like I can think about, when I look at this scripture, right, prepare your workouts so I get everything ready for yourself in the field, and after that, build your house. After that, build your house. See, in our lives, we are guilty of living this out opposite, right? We expect to just build a house, We don't want to do the work to prepare. We don't want to go through the process of preparation. We become so fixated on the outcome that that, that we really want, right? We've got this idea. We want the house, right? I want the house, man, that we forget and we miss the effort that's necessary in preparation. When we begin building and we don't have everything set up, the building process will take much, much longer, a whole lot longer. And it's it's. I'm gonna draw something because since my wife's not up here tonight and she's helping downstairs, um, I'm going to draw because she won't make fun of my drawing um, unless she watches this, and then she probably will make fun of my drawing. But um, I want to I want to give you another example of this because I, I I think I'm a great example for this because I am so guilty of this all the time. Okay, so I got thinking about this whole idea of of um, getting things prepared before you build the house. Getting things prepared before you build the house. Okay, many of you have been to our house. I'm going to draw our house. Um, I'm going to uh, draw it. It's going to be beautiful. Um, I think the roof actually is kind of like this. Look, and I'm. I've got to say, I'm pretty impressed with myself. Wait, there's a door there. There's not a window. I almost drew another window. Y'all think I crawl through the window to get in that house, don't you? Okay, so so I've got my house here, okay? And um, I am often guilty of wanting to do a project all of a sudden. Like, I just, I'm I'm ready to do the project, right? And it may be a project that Bethany has talked to me about for a long time that she would love for me to do. And I may just, I may literally wake up after a nap and be like, I'm going to go ahead and fix those closet doors. And she'll be like, "Really? Okay, cool. <laughs> That's all. Go, go for it." Okay. The problem is, is um, here I am in our bedroom here, and here's the closet doors. Um, and I don't have, I don't like keep spare tools in my room, right? But I just go to the closet door. I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to fix the closet door." And so I start. I'm like, "Oh man, I probably need a screwdriver um, to get this done." So you know what I do? I go out here. I walk all the way down my steps. I go out my back door over here, and I walk over to my shed, okay? This is my shed, and I have to walk around it to go inside. This is what typically happens. I walk over there, I get something, and you know what I do? I come right back, and I'm really excited to finish the project. And then I realize I grabbed the wrong screwdriver. (laughs) Guys, come on. Tell me someone's done something like this before. The wrong socket size. Let me say the wrong socket size. That'll help me. Ah, forget it. Jimmy's like, nope. Bob's got a backpack that he keeps all of his tools in, wherever he goes, I think. So he's always (laughs) equipped. (laughs) <laughs> exactly so so you know what happens i have to leave this room i walk all the way back down the steps out the door and you know what i do i go back in the shed okay and if you ever look in the shed you're not allowed to look in the shed if you ever look in the shed what you will find is there is a a, a workbench where i have all sorts of tools that i've laid down because they weren't the right one and then i go back and i try to find the right one I literally did this just this week. I, I'm, I'm telling you from personal experience. So what happens to me a lot is I do this, <laughs> and this is exhausting. I'll be honest with you. I do a lot of this when it comes to some of the projects in my house because sometimes I get in, I'm like, oh, wait, this is bigger than I expected, so I need to go get this. I need to go get a hammer. I need to go get pliers. I need to go whatever it is, right? Now, you would think that I would just grab a toolbox, just bring it all with me. Makes a ton of sense. Okay? My, my toolbox is actually downstairs, so I, that's why I don't do it. Okay? So I'm blaming it on the church still, even though it's been there for like two years. Um, anyways, so constantly, this is, this is the, the route that I make. And if you actually look in my yard, there is a path. There is a path directly to that shed. There really is. And I go back and forth to it all the time. Best thing I ever did was for uh, Christmas a year ago. Um, Bethany wanted her own little tool bag. It's been the best investment I've ever made in my life. I use her tool bag for everything in the house. It is amazing. It's an amazing invention. Um, it's maybe like a little girly-ish blue, but whatever, man. I don't care. I can fix stuff with it. But but I, I constantly do this. And what's as crazy as it, you know, you can look at that and you can be like, that's why would you keep doing that, Tom, right? Why would you wear that path out? Why would you do that? But if we really... Honestly, look at ourselves, and look at our relationship with God, and look at the things that He's destined for us to do. How many of us are stuck in a route like this, right? We get stuck in these ruts, right? We get stuck in these ruts, and the reality is, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything bad here, right? I mean, I was trying to fix a problem, I was trying to do something good. I had had the vision, I had a good vision, I had a good outcome that I expected to do. But what's happened is I've gotten stuck in this. Why? Because I didn't prepare. See, that entire process, that entire experience could have been shortened significantly if I had just done the work to prepare. And where we get frustrated is in this space here, all this. This is all frustrated. Let me tell you, when I have to go up those steps again, I get super frustrated. I am not happy about going up and down steps. Okay, we thought we wanted a, 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 a two-story home, um, and then I'm like, I just want a flat home that goes really far. Is what I really want. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just need a bunch of sheds. Is all I need. Um, but but we get we get from here to here, and we get so frustrated. And this is where this is where we give up. This is where we say, you know what? The closet didn't worth it. I'm going to do something else, right? This is, this is where we do this, but we do this with the things of God. We do this with the things that he has destined for us, the visions and the things that have gotten you excited to do about God, that when we start walking this back and forth, we get frustrated and we give up. And see, some of us, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to the things of God, we have been working on the same thing the same idea, the same dream for as long as we have, but it's because we refuse to just do the work of preparation. I am telling you right now, there are too many people talking about what they're going to do for God and not enough people talking about what they're doing for God. We cannot be a people that are constantly saying, I'm going to. I'm go- one of these days, right? I'm, I'm you know, we have to just be bold enough to start stepping out and doing things. And the way you do that is you do the work to prepare. You have to be willing to prepare. But here's the problem. We talk about this process. We talk about what we do. We talk about where we go with. And I really think the whole, the whole issue with this is one thing. Preparation isn't pretty. Preparation isn't pretty. No one, no one takes the opportunity to. Hey man, I, man, it was so great the other day. Um, I, I got all my tools together, and I took them in a room, and I, and I was, I'm, I'm getting ready to fix the closet. I'd be like, fool, what are you talking to me about? Seriously, is that, is that the conversation we're gonna have right now? Right? Preparation isn't pretty. Like no one, no one wants to read the story about preparation. Right? It, it's, it's not it. And what we do is we, we just say, well, I don't really have to do it. God can do anything, you know. It's like uh, we got the drywall, and uh, um, uh, Bob, Chris, and uh, uh, Marsha, and Beth and I were here, and uh, Bob brought his, his trailer, and so uh, Bob made me buy 12-foot sheets of drywall because um, he's superhuman. And um, so we back up the, uh, the trailer over here to the door, and i i get there and i'm looking at these 20 sheets of drywall that i really don't want to carry into the basement of this church and i said well boys if he can move a mountain he can move this drywall so let's lay hands on this drywall and bob just picked it up and carried it in by himself uh it's <laughs> like hallelujah thank you bob um <laughs> but what's what's interesting is and where 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 my head got with all this is this week um some of you know some of the joy that i have had um, working on this insulation project that we had downstairs. Now, um, for those of you who don't know, pretty much every single thing we have done in this church up until last Monday, we have done ourselves. We've never hired anyone. We've never done anything like that to actually have someone come do. I can tell you from my own personal experience, in my home, I have never hired anyone to do anything in my home, period. Okay? Okay. Now now that I'm having to replace my AC, that's going to change. But what I'm saying is that up until this date of my life, we had not experienced that. And so this week, Monday, the, guy, the team shows up to spray the insulation downstairs. And I'm all excited. And I asked, you know, I asked the questions. I was like, hey, what do I need to do down there? What can I do to, to help make it easy, to make sure that everything's good? And they are like, listen, all you got to do is empty that room. We will take care of everything else. I said, You don't need me to hang up drop cloth or put the carpet. Like, I can't get anything on this carpet, man. I can't I can't do anything on this carpet. No, sir, we will take care of everybody. I was like, ah, oh, cool. Because I don't want to do preparation, right? Um so so what happened then is when the crew came out, they didn't want to do preparation either. <laughs> and so there was paint ripped off of my wall. There's insulation on wall. I mean, it's literally, it's everywhere. And I'm like, what is happening, right? Um, and what, what become challenging about that is when you really think about it, eventually we did get the insulation done, okay? It was, a, it was a really fun week, I will tell you that, okay? But what I'll tell you is that because the preparation wasn't done, it took the joy from the final result, okay? Because the process was so frustrating, right? It was so frustrating. It was, it was, it was so taxing on, the, on, the, on everything that we were doing and everything we were having to try to get done that it just, it took the joy out of the final result. And see, some of us, We'll find our way to the final result. We will get the closet doors fixed. (laughs) We will finally do it. But you know what we'll remember? This. And all of it because we chose not to prepare. And I believe that too many people have given up on their purpose because they've tried purpose without preparation. We have to be willing to prepare. See, people will invest in vision, but they expect the vision to be immediate, to immediately produce whatever their desire is, right? And see, vision's purpose, I believe that vision's purpose is really one thing. It is to create movement. Vision is literally designed to create movement to create some sort of activity, to get people doing something. That's what vision's really there to do. Vision by itself is nothing but just some awesome words that people will be like, that's a cool idea, man, right? Vision should be so, I mean, it, it, should, it should stir things up to create movement. That's what vision does. Vision is intended to do that. And the problem is, is people invest in vision by saying, I like that idea. And then they sit on their hands. And that vision may be not, it may not be from a person. It may be from God. See, I believe that God has given vision to every single person. And if he hasn't given that vision to you yet, I believe that if you seek him, he will give you that vision for your life, for what he wants to do in your life and what he wants to open up to you. But if you just like the idea and not ever actually act on it, you don't take the time to prepare for that vision. When that vision comes to pass, it very well may be fulfilled by somebody else. By somebody else. We've all heard Jeremiah 29, 11. I'm going to read this real quick. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That scripture is vision. Okay? Okay. And I believe it is vision that has helped many, many, many of us get through seasons of preparation. But when we actually submit ourselves to the, the process of preparation, it will ignite your purpose. See, there are those of you who, who have experienced that where all of a sudden it all lines up and you're like, this makes a whole lot of sense, right? Like you, you see it and you're like, you know what? This is where God wants me to be. This is this is what God wants me to be doing. This is the opportunity that he's laid before me. And you know what will happen is you will move in that, right? Sometimes we will see it and we won't. We'll see it and you know why? Because we'll look at the preparation that's required and we'll be like that's not pretty. We don't we don't want to do that. Turn with me to Matthew 25. I think that Matthew twenty-five shows us very, very clearly the importance of preparation when it comes to the kingdom. I think it, it I think it highlights a, a, a big piece of what what God kind of expects from us when it comes to preparation. And we're going to read verses one through verses thirteen here. It says this: Then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a cry. Here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. See, those who did the preparation experienced the marriage feast. See, the the work of preparation is important to the kingdom because if you look at this, right, we we talk about um and i think it's amazing that the ladies literally were talking about waiting last night right so it's just i just think it's absolutely incredible because um how many so so there were 10 right how many of them had to experience waiting all of them well pretty good good <laughs> pretty good new guy on the other side there <laughs> How many of them had to experience waiting? Ten. All of them. Every single one of them had to experience waiting. And what I want you to understand is that none of us are exempt from this type of a process, right? Maybe you don't have to fix the closet in this room, <laughs> but, but you will have some, some opportunities for paths like this in your life as a result of a lack of preparation, As a result of a lack of, and when you look at the 10 here, all 10, all 10 had to wait. None of them were exempt from that. All of them were in the same process, but only half of them prepared for that waiting. Only half of them prepared. And only half of them, the half that prepared, got to see that vision come to pass. If we camp out here, we get stuck in a rut here, we may never see that vision come to pass. And we have to be willing. See, many times we find ourselves envious of others in the kingdom, of other their experiences, maybe their relationships, maybe their careers, maybe their platforms, maybe their opportunity. whatever it is, right? But we haven't been willing to put in the same level of preparation that they have. And the problem with that is all we see, all we see is the finished product. And we say, I want that. I want to experience that. I want to be on that level. But you know why you don't see the preparation? Because it's not pretty. No one wants to see the preparation. No one wants to talk about it. See, the biggest concern with this thought process that we're having is this this mindset of, of expecting things to just, just to be here. We're putting this type of a mindset on our relationship with God. You know, everyone wants, wants a fresh word from the Lord. They want a moment. They want an experience. They want an encounter. And while I believe that God does all of those things, okay, most of those people are unwilling to spend the time and preparation to have those types of experiences. We keep finding ourselves consumed with book after book and conference after conference, but are we consumed by what the word of God tells us about who he is and about what he has for us? See, we have to be willing to put in the preparation now, right? We have to be willing to start subjecting ourselves to that now so that these visions will become a reality. Otherwise, we're just going to continue talking about what we would love to do for God while we sit on our hands. God has, listen, God has a great purpose for you in your life. And so I want you to think about this question again. What are you preparing for? What is it that God is stirring in you? What is it that he has spoken to you that you aren't listen if if he has given you a vision for something okay uh, i'm going to just just a brief uh brief thing here okay when bethany and i launched this church okay we had a vision of being able to, to do ministry in a different location okay um and while we were excited about the possibility of that vision when God opened up this, it was an incredible, amazing God thing that He did. Absolutely unbelievable. I literally Wednesday night I was talking to a pastor. Um, uh, he's uh, we were in Columbus, and uh, he said he said, "You guys are actually in a church building, aren't you?" And I said, "Yeah, I got to tell you what God did," and just took the opportunity to share the story. And he was just like, "That is unbelievable." But what's what's crazy about the way God continues to work in vision is we took what we had and we continued to minister, right? We began to work. We began to labor. We began to do that. And what's amazing is that later on, some other people have access to that building and they came to us and they said, hey, um, we'll give you a key and you can use this building for whatever you want and you don't have to pay anything. And we were like, shut up, <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> That vision, we can see that vision coming to pass, right? We can see that coming to pass. But what we didn't do when that first when we when we were like, we just want to walk in and just take this building, right? We actually had we actually had uh, a friend of ours um love them dearly, okay? And we when we were first starting the church planning process, we were talking to them and uh, she said she just said to us, she said, You know what, I see all kinds of churches that only have like one or two people. Can't you just go in and just like use their building? I was like, well we just we, we can't just like take a bit we're not like church squatters, like that's not like a thing. like you can't just be like,, eh, you guys are doing a pretty cruddy job, so uh, we're coming in, you know, like unless that's a thing, you guys will have to tell me, I don't think that's a thing, but but uh but when 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 that door for us when it, when it was made clear to us that this isn't going to happen right now, we could have been like a lot of people who, in their walk, decide, well. I guess it's not a God thing. We could have gotten stuck on that path right there and just said, this is it. We're done. And you know what? We didn't. And we still held true to that vision. You know what? God's having that vision come to pass. Because we believe, right, and all of us should, we believe in these visions that God gives us. And we believe that no matter what, no matter how challenging it gets, no matter how difficult it gets, no matter how weird it seems, (laughs) We are going to believe that God is going to bring these things to pass, no matter what anyone else wants to think or say. Because you know what? It's my relationship with Him, right? I'm connected to that. I know that. I believe it and I'm going to walk in it. And you know what I'm also going to do? I'm going to prepare for that day. I don't, you know what it might not look like? It might, you might look at that and you're like, I have no clue how we're going to go from here, right? to all the way over there. And if you ask me two years ago, Bethany and I sitting in our living room saying, it'd be kind of cool to start a church, right? Two years ago to be sitting in that room and Bethany looking at me like, where are we gonna do this? I'm be like, "Ah, I don't know, right? And then to see what God has done in two years, listen, he wants to do the same thing in your life and more, so much more. But we have to be willing to start preparing now for what that looks like. I'm going to ask you to stand with me as we get ready to close. I'm coming back to, again, where we started. What are you preparing for? What has God put in your heart? What has he put in your spirit? What has he stirred in excitement with you about? that you maybe maybe you haven't seen it come to pass maybe you haven't seen it come to that point yet but you know you know there is something in there you know that there is something that he wants to do and i'm not concerned listen it doesn't have to be the biggest craziest thing that you've ever thought in your life it could be it could be something that to others you might be like man this seems just like such a small thing but what you got to understand is what i was saying while i'm not a chess player right There are so many things that move into position, not just for the vision that God has given you, but for the vision that God's given the person next to you. He's given the person across from you. He's given the person behind you. And as you begin to position yourself aligned with what the will of God is for your life, What you will find out is all of a sudden, all these other things start just falling in place. Things that you were like, you know what, I've been trying to do this for so long. And you know what? You know what? I've prayed to God. And you know what? As soon as I stepped out and I just started doing this other thing that I knew was going to prepare me for this next, all of a sudden, all of that just worked out. Like everything just fell right into place. That's how He works. And it's about positioning ourselves to say, you know what, God? I am going to submit myself to preparation. I'm going to make a commitment to be prepared, right? And so what, what vision is fueling your preparation? Because there's got to be a vision, okay? There's got to be a vision that's fueling. I believe that vision creates momentum. And if you say, you know what? I, I don't really have a clear vision of it. I believe we need to pray today that God will give you that vision, that fresh vision of whatever it is. I, it's not something I can, I can tell you this is, but what is God speaking to you? And then how are you showing up to these visions? Are you showing up prepared? Are you showing up ready? Are you showing up fully committed and ready to do this? Because that's, that's, that's what shortens this whole process. right? If any of us want to experience that vision right, that God has for us, we have to be willing to say, I'm going to do the work to prepare now just like those five did. They did the work to prepare. They were ready when that time came. So tonight, I believe that there are some visions that are in this place that have been lying dormant. They're there. I don't believe that for many of you that you need God to speak a fresh vision to you tonight. Because I think as we've talked about vision, I think you already know, most of you, what it is that God's put in your spirit but I believe they've lied dormant because we're stuck in preparation, just waiting for God to move, right? Just waiting for God to do absolutely everything and we're sitting on our hands just waiting for him and all he's saying to you is just step out, just start, just start somewhere, just start preparing, just start putting your hands to the plow. Don't wait for me to just move that entire mountain. Start, you know, grab a shovel and start moving it.